Welcome and thank you for visiting the 12 Tribes of Israel congregation. You can reach us at our website, 12t.co or riseisrael.com. If you have any questions, give us a call at our toll-free number, which is 888-447-1695. Or you can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. Tonight's class is based on some conversations that I had this week. And the conversations, of course, you know, everything is about coronavirus. Everybody's talking about that, right? Every single second of the day, people end up having questions about it, about what's going to happen in the future, what is the situation, when is it going to end or whatever, how the government is going to deal with it, so on and so forth. For some people, it is taxing in their minds, right? It's stressing them out and it's making them their spirits feel troubled. But remember what we went over on the new moon. Which is, um, it's kind of crazy because the new moon is coming up again, like next week. And because of that, right, we got to remember that some of these classes we go over, it's not really intentional, but it happens to be that the Mosai makes it happen that way. Some of these classes that we go over, they're like building blocks. It's like learning the numbers. And then after you learn the numbers, you learn how to add them. And then after learning how to add them, you learn how to subtract. Then you... From there, grow into multiplication and division until eventually you get, you know, to more difficult things, right? When we were going over in class on the new moon, in this scripture, let's go to it as the beginning scripture, the Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go to it. These are scriptures that we're not to just, oh, that was a good new moon class and that was it. No, reflect on these scriptures, meditate on them, and understand that. What it's saying, apply it to yourself. Like today I was looking at some of the, just researching, right? Some of the things that they were saying about coronavirus. Because I, like a few weeks later after a while, I just stopped looking at the news or whatever. I really, it was like, ah, okay, I know what's happening. Moving on. But the people around us, the government, the people in the world, they panic. There is a, a disease going on. But it's not something that's going to be the end of the world, right? It's not the destruction of humanity. It's all humans are going to die or this type of, you know, panic that people are spreading. And then on top of that, people start worrying about societal things. Societal things meaning the decisions that the government is making. You start worrying about conspiracies. We start worrying about what people are starting to say. This could be for this reason and that reason and that reason. Some of the classes we've been going over is to kind of put your mindset into the scriptures, especially that you're home. That means you got way, way more time to study. You have a lot of time, a lot of free time in your hands to build yourselves up. This is a time where you could actually be examining yourself, reflecting, getting yourself in order, your household in order. Dealing with your family up close so they get taught on a daily basis, etc., etc. Not all of us have that option. You know what I'm saying? Not all of us have the same type of careers and stuff like that, right? Some people are drinking some Clorox because they watching the news and listening to, <laughs> to Trump, which is a retard. He's a major retard. <laughs> exactly. You got people that are panicking. People worrying about 
where their food is going to come from, where their money's going to come from, how they're going to pay their rent. That worry also causes anxiety. Some people are not used to being at home. Some people are comfortable being slaves. You know, they don't see this as a blessing from the Most High. For an Israelite, we should look at it as a blessing. Because we know pestilence, how it happens in Egypt, is one thing after another. When the Most High played Egypt, it wasn't like, oh, uh, just blood water. Um, damn, I don't know if we could drink water. Oh, we're going to have to drink this blood. It wasn't just that. Fishes were dying. Flies were coming. All, all types of stuff. It's a chain of events of things. So expect the same thing to happen with this coronavirus in some fashion or form. But you got to be ready to have the type of mindset that is going to be cool, collected, that's going to be trusting in the word of the Most High, and it's not going to be erratic and going and stressed out about things and here and there. That's why we went over the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, but we have this treasure. We have this treasure. And we're going to go precept upon precept and then go through some history. We have this treasure. What is the treasure? Hold your spot right here. Let's go to Isaiah 33 real quick. And I'm going to be moving a little bit fast. So you got to move along with me. You got to have Bible fingers. Okay. Isaiah 33 and verse 6. Because it says we have this treasure. We have this treasure. Some of you act like you don't know you Israel. And let me say something also. These classes are so you can study them. Sometimes I record them and they stay there for a month. But you're supposed to be writing notes in your house. Don't sit there and just listen. Write notes. Study the notes. Learn how to be of a quick spirit. What do I mean by quick spirit? Quick to understand what the scripture says. And slow to evil. Quick for righteousness, slow to evil. Learn to also, when you're going to make decisions in this life, to open up your Bible, open up your notebook and see, what does the scripture say that we should do? How should I apply the scriptures in this situation? Because the scripture says we have a treasure. What is the treasure? Isaiah 33 verse 6 says, And wisdom and knowledge wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability you know what it means stability to be stable not to be shaky you're acting like people in the world people in the world they're very unstable they shake it they like the waves go in and out remember how reuben the scripture said reuben was like the waves basically he was double-minded in and out did not know how to stay stable in this truth, you got to have stability. What gives you that stability? The scriptures. Not only will it give you stability in your mind so that you're not dealing with anxiety, depression, and dealing with emotions that you never thought were there. Now you're worried your, your heart is racing. Your mind is racing. Can't sleep. This and that. Like people in the world are suffering right now. It's not just the coronavirus that they're suffering. You got people that are suffering spiritually. They don't have the spiritual weapons to fight that warfare. But we are supposed to be already strengthened. We're not supposed to be simple and foolish. We're supposed to be quick in knowledge. Not following trends. Not following what the world says. But following what the Most High has revealed. 
because that will give us stability in our times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Let me use an example of stability. When 9-11 happened and the airplane went boom in the building and people were like, what's happening? What's happening? Everybody came to me and said, why are you calm? I said, because this is Bible prophecy. Most I spoke about terrorism. They're like, what should we do? I was like, well, you should have been doing all this time is keeping the commandments and then you won't be shook. But as far as what I'm going to do, I'm going to go downstairs and go home. But they, they didn't say we could leave. I'm like, I don't care what they say. I walked right out. Please don't leave us. Oh, please. Please don't. We want to we know what the scripture says now. I'm like, oh, now you want to know what the scripture says. You know what scripture says? You're not supposed to eat pork. You heard that before, right? Oh, no. What's going to happen to us? I just bounced on them. If they follow, they follow. But I was heading to the school. I'm like, I'm going to lead them to the school if they follow me. Literally, that's the first place I went to the school. The most I had is that everybody was trying to take public transportation. But most people had to walk. I went to a... uh, (laughs) A bus stop. I went to a bus stop and I started looking at the sign to see when the next bus comes, right? And <laughs> while I was looking at the sign, and I'm like, oh, a bus is supposed to come like in five minutes. Right when I looked up, the bus stopped just right in front of me. Yo, there was a humongous line for the bus. Everybody was pissed off looking at me like with such anger. I'm like, I'm getting off. <laughs> I got on the bus. Everybody was angry at me. Then I got off in Harlem and went to the school. But that's how the Most High works. That's how he works. I wasn't stressed out. I wasn't afraid. And so and so. These type of things happen to wake you up. Like, yo, wake up. You too caught up in this world. Wake up. You think your job is important? Wake up. Like, now you know your job is not important if you lost your job. You think your rent is important? Wake up. <laughs> Everything has been shaken People are finding out democracy is not democracy. People are finding out that in reality, this society is unjust. And then for all this time, you've been struggling to pay fares of buses and trains that it could be free. You're finding out that what? Your food can be controlled. Like, for example, you can get flour on your own. But for every business, there's flour. So you can't get it directly how you used to from certain places. But now you got to go to this person, that person. Things that you took for granted, like leaven is not even around to make your own bread. No leaven. You got to make your own leaven now if you want leaven. How easy can a famine happen? Very easy. Meat is going skyrocket the prices and everything like that. It's hard to find some meat to the point that in certain places where they used to have abundance of meat, now they're limited to two. Two per family. So you got to understand that the only way you're going to have stability is not money. It's not your job. It's not the career you choose. It's not anything but knowledge and wisdom. What do we mean by knowledge and wisdom? Does it mean you get a PhD? Oh, I forgot. Colleges are closed. (laughs) So it's not that knowledge. It's not that wisdom. It's the knowledge and wisdom from the scriptures it says here wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of that times and it's gonna be what and strength of salvation 
That's what's going to make you strong to get salvation. Sometimes we get weak in the spirit and we start struggling our minds, start stressing our minds out. Like, oh man, what am I going to do for this? What am I going to do for that? But when you go to the scriptures and you see what our forefathers went through and the examples they provide, and not only the examples, they tell you the instructions of wisdom, what to do, what are the steps to take, that actually will give you strength. Dealing with each other scripturally, sometimes calling a brother here and there and be like, yo, bro, how you doing? How, how's everything going? That will actually what? Strengthen your spirit as well. It says here, and strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. So what is the treasure? The keeping of the commandments will give you strength, will give you stability, will give you the answers to how to live your life on a daily basis. See, this is why we study. You see, all those weeks that we went over scriptures and you thought you were just sitting doing nothing, now is the time to remember everything you learned. Now is to have a quick spirit and be like, oh, remember that scripture we went over two months ago? Oh, remember about this? Remember about that? And then you will see what? Wow, that preparation made me ready for what is right before me. Because sometimes you think you're wasting time and just sitting and don't realize that what? No, you're not. You're actually getting instructions that are going to benefit you in the long run. So if we go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, but we have this treasure. That's the wisdom, the knowledge, the keeping of the commandments in earthen vessels. Now, earthen vessels is basically like pottery, glass, right? Things that are made of earth. But he's not talking about a glass cup. He's not talking about a plate, right? He's talking about you. You are that earthen vessel. Why he calls you an earthen vessel? Because in the creation, we were made from the dust. We were made from the earth. Now, why would he say earthen vessels? Think about that. Why would he say earthen vessels? Besides the fact that we were made from the earth. Because a vessel is something that holds things. A vessel is something that holds things. For example, right now I got a cup in front of me. It's not of earth. But this cup is holding what? Water. Your bodies is an earthen vessel that holds your spirit. But it could also hold what? The Holy Spirit. If that vessel is whole. If it has no hole, if it has not been broken, hold your spot in 2 Corinthians. Let's go to the Apocrypha to Ecclesiasticus to read about vessels. So we're going to the Apocrypha, Ecclesiasticus. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's chapter 22. Actually, not 22, I'm sorry. 21, my bad. 21 in verse 13. Sorry about that. Not really sorry, but sorry. <laughs> you wrote that down, 21? No. <laughs> he was waiting. He's like, um, not going to have him mess up my notes. So Ecclesiasticus chapter 21 and verse 13. It says, The knowledge of a wise man shall abound like a flood. And what that means is, sometimes we could learn the scriptures, right? 
you might have a person that is wise in the scriptures or wise in general. And when they have a lot of knowledge and they find somebody that wants to listen, they'll try to just flood you with knowledge, flood you with information. And a person that doesn't know anything, they feel overwhelmed by all the info that is being given to them. That's how the Bible feels for a person that's new. Like all, all these names, all these places, all, just focus on what you could get. A flood is something that you cannot contain. You cannot, what, be able to master. So you got to just hold on to what you can. So this is why when we study these scriptures, sometimes I go over certain topics. I go over this, 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 this. And sometimes I realize it's too much information. But you know what? It's to cover all the angles. Why? Because heresies be on every side. We live in a world that even the very elect could be what? If it were possible, deceived. But it's not possible. So we got to cover all the angles. It's like having the shield that, or a force field that's going to protect us from all the darts and all the arrows and all the things that are being shot at us, right? So the knowledge of a wise man, that wise man might be Solomon. That wise man might be Isaiah. That wise man might be Daniel. That wise man might be Christ. Sometimes we could go through it so much that it feel like a flood. Like, oh my God, I'm flooded with information. But that's why you write notes. That's why sometimes these classes are recorded. Because you come back to it and you'll be like, oh, snap. I didn't get that that time. Right? We're all on different levels. Like the song says, right? It's levels to this. <laughs> and I don't listen to that rapper. But I just, I just know that the people say that. Anyway, so I just feel like an old fogey explaining that. <laughs> I feel like an old, old person saying that. So it says, and his counsel is like a pure fountain of life. And that's the point I wanted. Yes, it could be. It's, it could be like a flood, but sometimes you're so thirsty, right? And when you get to taste that knowledge, it feels like a pure fountain of water that gives what? Life. You know, we need that a lot of times. We need to hear certain scriptures. We need to hear certain words. And you in your mind, by the time that the class ends, you're like, how did he know? The person is not him talking. It's the most high's word. It's the most high speaking through that person. He knows your heart. He knows the questions you have. He knows what concerns you might have. And the Most High provides the scriptures so that you get that fountain. You get that thirst quenched. You're like, ah, this was beautiful. You feel refreshed. That's what the Sabbath is for. So the inner parts of a fool are like a broken vessel. Ah, just like we read in 2 Corinthians. Showing us that the vessel is talking about the person himself. So what does it mean? A fool is like a broken cup. He will hold no knowledge as long as he liveth. And what does that mean? That means that the person could be sitting in class listening. But it goes through one ear and out the other. And the reason I'm reading this is because I'm trying to explain how important it is for you to take these notes down. How important it is for you to take these classes seriously and understand it is a stepping stone. So we go over a class about tribulation and you understand that tribulation is captivity. Then expect to have some tribulation in captivity. We are not out out of the tribulation. That's what Christ needs to save us from. There's going to be what? Persecution. There's going to be 
afflictions. There's going to be troubles. But sometimes we might cause the trouble on ourselves. You know why? Because we don't go to the scriptures for the stability. We don't go to the scriptures for the knowledge. You know, there was times when the Most High got angry with Israel and said, why you didn't come to me so that I could tell you what to do? You read that, right? I read that scripture when there was a person that did what, that tribe was fighting to another person and he chose himself. Like, why do we use this other nation? And then he come came to the Most High and the Most High was like, why do you ask me and pray to me? Exactly. See, what I said, and for that you're being destroyed. Exactly. So the Mosai, good job, bro. The Mosai, in many times in our history, we went and counseled to the Lord. We went to the Lord and be like, Lord, should we fight the Canaanites? Who should be the first tribe to go? What should we do when we fight this nation? And the Mosai would give us the whole strategy of how to do it. In other situations, there were people that went to the false gods, and then when they came to the Mosai, said, Why are you ain't coming to me? Now you coming to me? All right, I'm going to kill you now. If the scriptures are here for us, and we know that the Most High has knowledge of the past, the present, and the future, we can't be like people that are fools in the world. You talk to them about the Bible, and it goes in one ear and not the other. We got to be those that hold knowledge. It's like giving someone a cup of water, and it's leaking out. By the time they get to sip some of the water, they ain't going to get what? That... Thirst quenched. Like, yo, most of it was gone. I got a few sips out of that. That's about it. The inner parts, the inwards, the insides of a fool are like a broken earthen vessel. He will hold no knowledge as long as he liveth. If a skillful man hear a wise word, he will commend it. He will speak well of it and add unto it. But as soon as one of of no understanding heareth it, it displeaseth him and it bothers him. It says, and he cast it behind his back. Let's give an example of that. We go over the laws of uncleanness before the coronavirus starts. Right? We go over the laws of uncleanness before the coronavirus starts. And what we're learning, when we're learning about the laws of uncleanness, what we're learning also at the same time, how to avoid disease. Mm -hmm. When we learn about leprosy, we learn about quarantine. Mm -hmm. When we learn about the dietary laws, what we learn, the reason that you cannot touch unclean people, unclean animals, the reason you can't eat it is because they might be diseased. And that disease will jump on you. We cannot go from that, from learning that in the scriptures and go, oh, it might be, you know, um, some technology. It might be 5G or come up with another theory. Oh, it was, it was created in a lab. It's created in a lab and the government was the one that put it out. Come on, people. What did the scriptures say? Do not forsake the understanding of the scriptures. Do not be just following like children tossed to and fro things that are being said over the internet. You understand? Examine and understand what you're being confronted with. Understand what you're dealing with. Because that way, you will have stability. You won't be like, one day you're saying this because someone said it. The next day, you're saying that because someone said it. Now you have conflicting. It's like, well, hold on. Yesterday, you told me it was this. Now you're telling me it's that? So how do I avoid getting it? 
I'll give an example. Some of us, right? Oh, this is fake. And then this is true. This is fake. This is true. This is fake. Which one is it? Is it fake or is it true? Now, when you have wisdom, you're like, it's going to be pestilence, the most I said. Is there a disease that's out there that is contagious? Yes, any flu is contagious. Do people die every year from flus? Different types of coronaviruses? Different types of SARS or whatever? Yes, they do. Why does it happen to them? Because they don't keep what? The laws of the most high. You give out a flyer. Let's say you give out a flyer. You were giving out the flyer from the website. The dietary law one. What does it say on the top of it? Did you read it? Or were you just giving out a flyer and not knowing what it says in it? The top of the flyer says, avoid swine flu. Why do you think that says that in there? To teach our people in the world the knowledge that you're supposed to have. What I'm saying is this. Keep your mind in the scriptures. For they will give you stability. Instead of being confused every second. So if we go back to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. Going back to it says. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why earthen vessels? What happens if an earthen vessel becomes unclean? What happens when an earthen vessel becomes unclean, sir? Yes. What happens is you have to break it. You have to what? Break it. You have to break it. Why do you have to break it? Yes. Because it cannot be cleansed. It cannot be what? Cleansed. Cleansed. So what is Paul trying to tell you? Listen, either you stick to the knowledge of the Most High... Or, when you get confused with the madness of the world, you're going to be what? Broken. You're going to get broken inside. You're going to be broken. You're going to be like a fool that cannot hold no knowledge. That's what happens to an earthen vessel when it becomes unclean. It's not cleansed. It has to be broken. Hold your spot right here in 2 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 4 and verse... 7, and let's go to Leviticus 11. Everything is a stepping stone, y'all. Sometimes we read over things, and you don't see what is really being said in that one verse. You see how many scriptures we went over it? Just that little bit? So that we could learn properly? But to someone, it's like, damn, I'm being flooded. It's flood. It's a flood. I can't take it. It's too much. No. Take a sip at a time. You'll see. It's a fountain of life, man. Study these scriptures. Learn them well. We didn't go over 2 Corinthians 4 for no reason. It talks about going from darkness to light. Day by day improving. Just like the moon becoming full. From nothing. From darkness. Most are comparing us to that. Learn because your surroundings is here to teach you. You can learn from either reading the scriptures or from experience. Leviticus 11 verse 33 says, And every earthen vessel whereunto any of them falleth, and any is talking about any unclean thing, whether it be an insect, whether it be a critter like a rodent, a mouse, or whatever, where into any of them falleth, whatsoever is in it shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. And ye shall what? Break it. Paul is letting us know through the Spirit of the Most High 
When we don't look at the treasure that the Most High gave us as something precious, as something valuable, that will give us guidance unto salvation, unto the questions, the maze of this world. When you don't look at it like that, you're going to get broken, bro. You know why? Because we live in the world that is about misinformation from day one. Back then, they didn't have the technology to reach you every second and to try to flood your mind with propaganda. You have to learn how to sift through the madness that this world is trying to what, promote to you. They're trying to blindside you every single time. Remember, it's a spiritual warfare with high principalities and powers that are trying to take over your mind and soul. Don't forget that. So let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God. What do I mean that the excellency of the power may be of God? When we start talking about it comes from this and it comes from that, and we don't acknowledge that the Most High already revealed to us how these diseases come about, then you're taking away the excellency of the Most High's power. You're taking away the glory that is supposed to be of the Father. The one that keeps you healthy. Because you know what happens, right? When we read in the history, when people were prideful and they thought that man did something, the Most High brought them very low. Like Nebuchadnezzar, the Most High made him into a beast. Literally. To show him what? The excellency of the Most High's power. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Not of us. So what that means is that when we start talking to people about what's really happening, the most I gets glorified, his scriptures get glorified, and instead of you getting props because you seem like someone smart or read in the internet something, instead you're getting what? Knowledge. You're learning, whoa, this is what the scripture says. Now you start talking to people about what it said. People start glorifying the Most High. I didn't know the Bible said that. Because this situation is providing an avenue in every aspect to glorify the Most High. The homeschooling, disease, mental health, having your spirit intact. All that is giving you power. You have the time not to study the scriptures, to get yourself right. That's, yo, that's power. That's excellency from the Most High. That's excellent. This is the verse I wanted to get to eventually, which was verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Don't let the things that are happening trouble your spirit. Don't let it trouble your spirit. Don't let it stress you out. Because in some situations, when we go over the history, we're going to see, yo, why am I stressing? When we start examining properly, and we start applying the scriptures. Like there's questions that came up to me. Like from more than one person. The question is. In New York. They're saying. Anyone that has to go back to work. They have to be tested. I could see where you could be troubled in that. I could see where you could be stressed in that. To the point where. You know you're like. What should I do? In my own house that question was asked. Because that's a requirement. 
that they're talking about that's going to be a possibility in the near future. I was like, it's not something to stress out about. It. Don't worry about it. First of all, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. That's the first thing you got to understand. Tomorrow will take care of itself. That's the first thing. Second of all, we're going to get that scripture in a second. Second of all, the scriptures already give us the answer. And in fact, not only the scriptures give us the answer, your own life gives you the answer. If there was no coronavirus involved, you already know the answer to that. But because you're stressing now, you're putting thoughts there in your head that's causing anxiety, is causing for rash decisions to be a possibility instead of stability, right? So the scripture tells you, we read this in the new moon, don't be troubled, don't be distressed, don't worry about the coronavirus in any fashion or form. It says we are perplexed, that means confused, but not in despair. Despair is when you have no hope. When you're at that point where you feel like there's nothing you could do. So the scriptures is telling us that even though the disciples, the apostles were in situations where they were literally at the point of death, which none of us are in right now, yet somehow they kept their spirit strong to not be stressed about it and to not have despair. They said persecuted, but not forsaken. <laughs> They're like, I'm going through hell, but guess what? The most I still with me. Cast down, but not destroyed. Take those words that we read on the new moon to heart. Don't stress yourself out about things that are not the reality today. stars others will end behind bars what the future has in store no one ever knows before yet we would all like the right to find the key to success that elusive ray of light that will lead to happiness tomorrow is my turn no more doubts no more fears tomorrow is my turn when my is returning all these years i've been learning to save fingers from burning tomorrow is my turn no more doubts no more fears tomorrow is my turn to receive without giving make life worth a living now it's my life i'm living in my only concern for tomorrow is my turn summer is gone there's another to come you can't stop years drifting by even if you want to try though time may help you forget all that has happened before 
But honey, it's too late to regret What is gone will be no more Tomorrow is my turn, no more doubts, no more fears Tomorrow is my turn when my is returning All these years I've been learning to save fingers from burning Tomorrow is my turn to receive without giving To make life worth the living Now it's my life I'm living and my only concern Ba-da-ba-da-ba-dee-dee-doo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-yoo-y